0: You know where you are!
1: This is Appetite for
0: Distortion.
1: podcast appetite for distortion episode number 440 my name is brando welcome to the podcast mr biff Byford from saxon how are you sir?
0: that's great great to be there that's great
1: uh where are you um calling in from now where are you zooming in from
0: i'm coming in from yorkshire in england okay three and a half thousand miles away maybe
1: Uh, yeah. I'll it's, it's, it's quite far away. I'm here in uh, yeah. Queens, New York. You might have heard my little boy, you know, whining in the background. That's okay. But we're a real family yeah. friendly and international show here. So before we go into the new album, Hellfire and Damnation, I just want to introduce you to my guest co-host, because what I like to do on the show, Biff, is invite my listeners, invite fans to take part in these interviews to give, give them the same opportunities that I have to interview their their rock icons. So all the way from Slovenia, we have Robert on the line. So just say, hi, hi Robert.
2: Hi, uh, Brandon. Hi, Beef. Hi, oh, you all right? Yeah, I'm, I'm your friend of 40 years. Great. So really.
1: we're going to get some questions from uh, Robert for you because uh, he, he, yeah. he mentioned he's 40 years a uh, fan. Uh, I'm just 40 years old, so I I don't think I was a, f- a fan. It took me a few years to become a Saxon fan, but before we get into any, oh, that, that, well, I mean, no, so like, you
0: know, maybe get there in the end. That's the main thing.
1: Exactly, but it's maybe let's kind of start there, almost at the uh, at the beginning, and I'll I'll give you credit, Robert, because here we are, all these years later, with a new album, and let's just go to the beginning and your early influences, right, Robert? What was the the, the question? Is early influences? For for Biff and what what got you started along this path?
2: Yeah, uh, I would like to ask beef uh, uh, what you what were your major influences where you were an up and coming band when we
0: were up and coming band. Well, uh, I mean our influences probably started uh, before we were in band. Actually, you know when we were sort of uh, you know twelve years old, thirteen years old, so. Uh, yeah, our influences would be like the early blues music on America and, you know, like early Rolling Stones and and something like that. Later on, you know, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin. But uh, much the same influences as everybody else, really, that was around at that time. Uh, everything that was, um, you know, anti-establishment and good rock music, that's what we wanted.
1: Oh, cool. Yeah, that's, that's what we're all about here. Anti-establishment, damn the man, save the empire. But yes. could, could you imagine that both you and the Rolling Stones would have a new album out in 2024? Does, does that blow your mind?
0: Well, it, I mean, yeah, it blows my mind that they've got an album out. <laughs> they must have been going for 60 years now, uh, maybe longer. But so, yeah, I mean, they're the, they're the, they're the benchmark for the uh, when you should retire. You know, we're, uh, we're watching the Rolling Stones. They're still going strong, so let's keep going, yeah.
1: What, what keeps you going? What's the main, what's the one of like, the major motivation? Because this album has been so well-received. It's not like it's just another album. People are saying this is the best best Saxon in years. What yeah. mo- what motivates you? Is it to hear that kind of feedback? Well,
0: yeah, I mean, we, we're, we're songwriters, aren't we? So that's what we do. So, you know, we... We're always trying to write the perfect song in the perfect album. I don't think you will ever achieve that, but um, yeah. So we're, we're songwriters, and we like writing songs really. So it's always great when we write a bunch of songs that uh, you know become magical together and make it a great album. And yeah, it's getting great um, reviews. The fans all like it. They're saying it's our best album for years. Some people are saying it's our best album ever. So, um, yeah, I mean it's great for that. For that from you know 24 albums in, and we're still you know uh, making uh, songs that are relevant for people, which is
1: great. It is, uh, it is great, which is an understatement. And you just released a, a new single. There's something in Roswell, which you uh, you're talking about the story Roswell, New Mexico, uh, and yeah. Area 51. I guess. Do you, in addition to just the, the stories, do you yourself believe in aliens and 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 what uh, exists out there, or what else could exist out there other than us? As far as
0: Roswell goes, I'm a believer. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying there is something in Roswell. I, I love those conspiracy theories, man, and uh, yeah, it's a good one, Roswell. I, I, I definitely think there's something out there. Yeah, you know, definitely. So I'm not fanatical. But yeah, um, you know, I'm saying I'm a believer, in law as of things can happen there. Okay, I think maybe even other people think that as well. I think.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, but there are other people who take it the next step. Like I think Sammy Hagar actually says he was had like an alien c- encounter. So there are people who who say they claim they've had alien encounters. It's so a little difference in believing. You know, I want to believe. Or oh, people...
0: yeah, we want, yeah, we want to believe, we want to believe, and uh, that's, I think that's a great slogan, we want to believe. <laughs> yeah, you know, we we'll give people the benefits of the doubt, don't we? If, if somebody Agar says he had an encounter, then he obviously had an encounter. Was not, I don't think he's going to lie about it, is he? So, yeah, good, good on him.
1: And another good uh, phrase, which I thought was really clever for you to use for the name of the album, Hellfire and damnation? That's something that your dad used to say all the time?
0: It is, yeah. If the if power wouldn't start, he'd like hellfire and damnation. The power, power's not starting again. So uh, that's the context of the of the saying. But I wanted to do a song about the good and evil, you know, like the prophecy of good and evil. Um, who's going to win? You know, take a choice. Which side do you stand on? So, you know, that's what prompted me to write that song, really.
1: Uh, right on. Uh, there was another Robert. Let me go, go to one of your your questions that you have down there for for Biff. What's another yeah, one you got?
2: Yeah, I have a few, few more questions. I remember you guys uh, performed in 1983. I was a teen uh, at the at our famous Italian uh, festival Sanremo. If you remember, and how was your that uh, experience? Uh, Sanremo festival in Italy in 1983. Do you remember? How it was that experience for you? Yeah, yeah, in
0: 1983.
2: Yeah, you you played you played uh, one of my favorite songs, Nightmare. It's completely different audience. It was weird, but I I enjoyed so much.
0: Right, we played the Nightmare of Pearl and the Glory. Yeah, oh, the San Remo Festival. San Remo, oh, yes, yeah, right, yeah, I'm with you now. <laughs> yeah, we did, play, uh, we did play that. Actually, I wanted to play Pound of Glory, but the record company wanted us to play Nightmare, so we did. But, um, yeah, it was pretty cool. You know, I think <laughs> it was groundbreaking for Saxon to be on uh, Italian season uh, on the San Festival at the time. I think nearly a year after, Van Halen did it, so we obviously um, opened the door for the other bands to play that festival.
2: Yeah. I remember only band at they peak, like Duran Duran, uh, Queen, uh, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, played I think there. Peter Gabriel was there. I yeah.
0: I mean, I've some drinks with Peter Gabriel after the show.
2: Yeah. And,
1: uh, yeah, it was good fun, you know. Yeah. Is there, is there a difference between the way you used to prepare for a show, like, uh, Biff 1983 Biff versus 2024 Biff. Do you do any different, uh, or is it the same vocal exercises you've been doing all these years? How do you prefer, uh, prepare for a live performance?
0: Uh, I don't really do any vocal exercises to tell you the truth. Uh, I just, um, uh, think. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know, I, I don't go in for the the singing in the dressing room and making everybody go notes. I don't. I don't do all that. Uh, I don't. do do that. So I just go out and sing. Really, that's. I mean, our music is a our music is a vocal exercise on its own.
1: So it's all I can... Right. See, that's that's so impressive because when we talk about the Rolling Stones or any artist that's been around, a seasoned artist that's been around for a while and. Uh it's different if if you're Keith Richards or slash you're playing an instrument but if you're Adele yeah. Rose uh if you're John Bon Jovi your voice may differ uh, as the years go by have you found that that your your voice has become different over the years or you're just been, uh, been gifted
0: okay. I think I think my voice has become better over the years actually yeah I think I have more power now in the lower register than I used to have before. Uh, but
1: yeah, I don't know why. Just lucky, I suppose. <laughs> I was hoping you would tell me some secret. Like, yeah, I like to eat bee pollen and I like, drink tea. Yeah. Nothing like nothing. No, there's yet. no...
0: There's no, uh, no, there's no... There's no fancy reason. Like, just... yeah. <laughs> Um, it's just at the moment, uh, you know, my voice is in any condition, huh? so hopefully it
1: can stay good. What about just, um, it, I mean, maybe it's the same thing for the rest of your body, because being on tour, being on stage, that's still a physical workout. Do you hit the treadmill? Do you go to the gym before a big tour? Because you got some, you know, a big Euro- uh, European tour coming up with Priest and Uriah Heap and then coming back to yeah. the States. How do you prepare that way, physically?
0: Yeah, i sort of get get my, try and get my stamina up, you know, do a bit of biking a bit of exercising, and generally, uh, yeah. So I'm starting to do it now, actually. Okay. I'm just starting to, um, you know, exercise more and uh, do more, you know, physically, just to get the stamina built up. So, yeah, you know, I'll be going on a diet and generally trying to get myself back in shape for the world. Though. Well, you're starting
1: off a, in Europe for a massive tour with uh, Uriah Heap and Judas Priest I would love yeah. to know like how far I mean you guys obviously go back a long time do you remember the first time perhaps you met Judas Priest your first encounter with Rob Halford because uh, you guys must well, be friends for a long time
0: yeah I think we first met Judas Priest in 1980 when we toured with them uh, in Europe well, it was our first time we'd ever been to Europe and uh, I think they were on British Steel album and we were on Wheel of Steel so it was definitely a steel tour. Um, but yeah, I think, we did, I think we, did, uh, we did more trade in the UK and then we went straight into Europe with Judas Priest. So we met them then. And uh, we used to do a lot of TV uh, shows with them, you know, the, the rock and shows and the music art shows and Judas back in the Oh, uh, you're right. He, I didn't really meet them much back in the day because uh, you know, when they were big, we weren't really... Uh, you know, in the heyday, you know, the early early albums, what, 69 when you come out? Uh, we used to go see them and play live, uh, but I didn't actually meet the guys. until probably, following,
1: you know, the 90s. You know. Right on. And you're taking your I Heap uh, back with you to the U.S. Uh, later in, uh, what, May? It's so April dates, May. You're coming to my neck of the woods. I mean, I said I'm in Queens, but you'll be playing uh, Long Island uh, May 7th at the Patchogue Theater, which is a nice little yeah. theater. It's a nice little theater. Uh, do you have any favorite states to go to in, in the U.S., any part of the country that you like visiting the most? Oh, no,
0: not really. We like it all. I mean, you know, it's it's all down to people checking out the new album maybe getting a copy or, or streaming it and then going to see the live, really. I mean, we have a lot of hardcore fans in, in, in the U.S., especially uh, on that East Coast. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. But I don't think there's any place we'd like to play more than anywhere else. They're all pretty good, you know. And obviously, in Texas, we're probably bigger. Uh, that's our biggest area, Texas. Uh, but, you know, it's really about how big the venue is. It's about how many people come to see you and you're having a great time, you know. And if they're checking out
1: the new album, that's what we're coming for. What's your favorite part of performing a new album? Is it to see the fans' reactions to these new songs? Is it to play something different than perhaps your biggest hits? What's your, What are you most excited about playing these new songs live?
0: Well, I, I, I think it's both those reasons. Really. I, think, I think both those reasons are, are uh, you know, you want to play the new song because, you know, you get off on the new songs, they're cool. And you want to see people's reactions to them, you know. You want to see how, you want to look out into the audience and see how many people have gotten your album. It's always a surprise. Uh, but yeah, you know, the big hits right. We like playing that as well. And, you know, I've got to remember that things like Denim and Leather are, are you know, part of the DNA of, of sort of Saxon. So, you know, a lot of people have heard the song Denim and Leather, but not. A lot of people know who wrote it, and who performs it. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a great thing touring because we get to play in front of our fans and obviously some new fans as well. Oh, and
1: you that leads to uh, Robert it was one of your questions with with new I guess new band new songs new bands. What was your question about new bands for for Biff?
2: Yeah, uh, Biff, is there a newer band in the last? let's say twenty years that you hold in uh, high regard or to really appreciate? Uh
0: yeah, there's lots lot of bands to say. Yeah, yeah, it's a long time. They're not new bands anymore, are they? But uh yeah, I think I think I quite like Burning Witches, you know, the young young female band are pretty good. Uh, obviously I, I love them in the mouth they're of mine. Uh Josh are pretty cool. You know, we know those guys as well. So yeah, there's
2: some great bands around that I really
1: like to listen to. Yeah, you said in a recent interview so, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead,
2: Robert. What, what, what do you want to talk So you So, you don't fear for the future of rock and roll. Uh, I think I think the future is looking all right. There's there's lots of bands doing
0: well. Um, you know, okay. there's some social media these days uh, to get to get seen and to get heard. Uh, so you know, hopefully. People will check check a band out on on YouTube or or Facebook, or and then and then buy the album, you know, and support the band. And then all these new bands uh, who are the future of uh, rock and roll or metal or heavy rock, or whatever you want to call it, they all need supporting. So you know, it's important that if somebody likes a the band, they should get involved and join their family and support the band. You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and one, okay. of the, one of the things that we do here, I mean, you may have been able to tell by the name of the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. It's a Guns N' Roses themed. It's just a nice little hook, so it's not just a generic metal podcast or rock podcast. Uh, what I call a Six Degrees of GNR Bacon. I've never, if you, I'm not sure if you've heard that Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon phrase where you make the connection. Oh. So I do that with with, G- <laughs> I do that with GNR. No, I I'm sorry, go ahead. I keep cutting you off.
0: No, sorry, I've not heard
1: that. But, uh, no. Oh, okay. So there's a Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon where you can connect any actor ever to Kevin Bacon within six steps. So I just put my own spin on that with, with Guns N' Roses. So I've been, you know, even if you're people who you don't think or have any connection to them, I find them. So I'm not sure what you're, if you have any connections, though to Guns N' Roses. Have you met any of the guys? Have you ever seen them in concert? Uh, I'm just curious. Yeah,
0: I've, I've, met, I've, met, I've met the guys. I've met uh, I've met Slash a few times, and I've met uh, Duff uh, on numerous occasions. So yeah, yeah, I've, I've met them, yeah. Oh, and I've met the original drummer as well uh, a few times, in festivals. So yeah, yeah, I've met them, yeah.
1: Did you just meet Stephen Adler? Uh, did you just meet Slash and Duff at festivals, or did, were they jams? Well, I met I met I met Duff at the radio station
0: actually, in uh, in Sweden the first time I met him. I met Slash at the uh, i met Slash at the first time I met the Download Festival, which is the old monster of Rock Festival. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Stephen, I met Stephen on I think I met him on a cruise
1: actually. <laughs> Okay.
0: a cruise you on. Okay.
1: And it, the parallel here. I
0: met, I met the other drummer as well. Matt Sorum? Yeah, I met him. I've been to the studio. Okay. In fact, I sang a song. Uh, uh, this night Snider was doing this album, and I sang a, I sang a song there with uh, Sebastian Bach.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: There you go. It's a great connection. A few, a few bands
1: there. Okay, so we, we, we found the Six Degrees. Because the one I was thinking of is that you guys, uh, the, the landmark beginning of this British wave of heavy metal, and then you had that landmark album of Appetite for Destruction, both of you changing the genre for the better. Uh, do you remember what your thoughts were uh, at the time, 1987, when Appetite came out, where so
0: much well, of- yeah, I thought at the time it was a fantastic album. I saw them uh I, the first time I saw them was uh I saw them, I saw a video, uh like a fairly basic video of them doing Welcome to the Jungle, I think, on T V in America. It must have been on T V at the time, mm-hmm. uh in eighty seven so that's a fantastic song, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh and I think they did I think they did a more upmarket one later on actually. That... um yeah, I think the one I saw was like a live, more of a live video. But yeah, it was a fantastic album. Uh, you could tell they were going to be uh, a huge, huge band.
2: Were
1: you a, uh, a fan of that era? Because you had the 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 eighties metal. Yeah, no, but... I wasn't.
0: I wasn't a massive fan of that era, but I did like that. I did like they were different to what was happening in in that time. You know.
1: Sure. And that's what's great about Saxon, because you guys have stuck, you know, you've you've lived through so many different, uh, just like phases of rock, and you've kept it consistent, you've kept it going, so obviously successful. So just before we go back to the album, I'm just, your thoughts on, shortly after that, grunge. What did you think of when grunge came out, uh, in that style?
0: I, I, I thought it was a bit more basic than where we were. Uh, so I thought, I thought it was pretty good, actually. I mean, I like Pearl Jam and Nirvana. You know, they're quite aggressive, catchy stuff. You know, it's like you know what I mean. I, I, musically, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, I quite liked it. Uh, you know, I don't think it really influences a lot, but it it sort of it sort of gives a gives us a little bit of a kick up the backside. You know, that it's not all about you know uh, big choruses and huge huge sound, it, it, yeah, you know, music can be quite basic. And uh, I think we learned a little bit from that and went back to a more ancient roots from where we came
1: from, Okay, because I was going to ask that. If you were ever, never tempted to change who you are or the sound, but whether whatever was quote-unquote cool at the time to ever maybe change or just alter... To kind of fit in more with that, that time period. But I don't, I don't, that doesn't seem like the case with you.
0: No, I don't think musically we did much. I think maybe the, the look of the band might have gone a bit hairy. You know, we might have used, I might have had a bit of hairspray on there. But, <laughs> but I, I think musically it pretty much stayed the same, really. Um, you know, that was the MTV days, though, wasn't know, it? You had to, you know, I think you had to look a certain way, really. It was pretty good fun. You know, it was all. It was all taken in good fun. I mean, there was there was always somebody with better hair than you had. <laughs>
1: That's true. Well, I'm bald, so they all have better hair than me.
0: Well, and, hey,
1: and I'm jealous of you. I mean, you still got those, uh, you know, beautiful. You're a silver fox. You have those long uh, gray locks. Yeah, I've still got the
0: got the locks
1: so far. <laughs> you know, so keep our fingers crossed, man. Oh, huh? <laughs> uh, what's the out of all the tracks on the on the new album Hellfire and Damnation, what have you been most excited for fans to hear? Like being like, "This is the song that I've been trying to make for years, and finally, it, it's."
0: <laughs> well, I think I think they've got two of a great songs. not they? with uh, the first video of uh, Damnation, and then uh, something in Roswell. I mean, I'm liking um, uh, Madame Guillotine is, is a pretty cool song. Uh, you know, it seems to be a favorite uh, Fire and Steel is great as well it's more fast more fast metal but um, I mean, every song has something definitely Uh, you know, I don't think you can really pick one that's better than the next one I think they're all pretty pretty great songs we've written Uh, like that's why I think the album's a
1: bit magical because every song is great really it's as close to a perfect Saxon record as there ever has been. And that's not just me saying it. That's just many of the reviews. Uh, I mean, congratulations just so much on just all your success and this brand new success. Is, uh, that it, I don't see you slowing it down anytime soon.
0: No, we, we, you know, we won't, uh, we always want people to check it out, especially in, in, uh, in, in, in the States. Now, I think it's a great album and, uh, if should check it out and if they like it they can buy into it and join the family That's what we want you know we have a lot of fans in America uh, you know from the 80s we've got a lot of new fans that got into us on the last tours we've just done before the pandemic so yeah we've been waiting to come back to America and uh, they're finally coming so let's make the best of it
1: absolutely and you can find out everything about Saxon you can order the album at saxon747.com uh, Robert, do you have any other final questions before Biff, before we let him go?
2: Yeah, one from the 80s. Uh, uh, you guys covered uh, one major international hit by uh, Christopher Cross, Ride Like a Wind, which I like way more your version than the original. Uh, did it help it uh, a bit in that part of your career? Right you Like uh, Ride Like a Wind. Oh right, right, like the wind, I mean, the Christopher yeah. Cross song. Yeah, we we like Christopher Cross. We liked his album.
0: I mean, that album with the flamingos on the thought. but yeah, there's some great songs on there. And uh, you know, me and Paul Quinn sort uh, of transposed that song from a, like a a jazzy, jazzy rock pop song into like a you know a saxon from AC/DC, Come Deep Purple, uh, you know, rock song really. So. I mean, people love that version. You know, if we didn't play that song in South America, we'd get lynched. It's such a big song down there. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, we do play it live sometimes. I mean, if people shout for it, we'll play it. You know, (laughs) no problem.
1: Good question, Robert. I I, I like that. Uh, Biff, just thank you so much for your time. Again, and uh, congrats on on the new album. Uh, Good luck on the tour. Stay safe. And I hope we get to do this again.
0: Yeah, it'd be great. I mean, uh, I'm sure it's live, uh, and the body, it's gonna be great. The you're like walking out, it's gonna be brilliant. I'll see you all
1: there. Yeah. You got it. Take care, Biff.
0: Take care. Uh, bye, bye, bye. Bye. Bye.
1: All right, Roberts. How was, was how was that? Was that fun? Your your first experience as a co-host.
2: If I could see Biff, would be another story. But it's it was great. You know, this was first time and really like it.
1: Yeah, we. I was hoping for video as well, and, and it happens. Uh, yeah, he was having a yeah. storm in his area of yeah. Yorkshire, so he was a little afraid if he was using too much power, things were going to cut off. So it's all good. Going back to the uh, the beginning of the podcast, where I just did the audio version of these, but wherever you listen, uh, I always put everything up on YouTube. You just will watch pictures instead of <laughs> instead of a video. So that's all good. And maybe we'll get Biff on again uh, with the video. But either way, we got the six degrees of of and uh, Bacon out of him, meeting Slash and Duff and uh, Sorum and and Adler. I love it. I definitely I, I love it. And so it's almost like Kevin Bacon. Guns N' Roses connects to, to everybody. Oh. But before we get out of here, uh, Robert, let's do the, like a fan obsession segment because Robert is a fan, not just of Saxon. Not just of Guns N' Roses, but I sheepishly, I I, I humbly say me as well in the podcast. Uh, You were saying before that you've been following the podcast Appetite for Distortion when we really didn't have many likes. It was like the beginning of just like like, you know seven eight years ago, and I was desperate for content at the time, and you were sending me paintings that you do of Axel. Are they yeah. not? You weren't sending me actual. you were showing me pictures of your paintings. Are yours? Uh, yeah. Are there places where people can see them? Because uh, they're really like. Beautiful. Uh,
2: on my on my it's all on my Instagram uh, account, robertpawlitz uh, dot com uh, dot art, or art. Okay. Which so,
1: we like it? So then I'll.
2: And I, on my on my Twitter this, with the same name. It's a little less. It's um, but the main the main part is on Instagram. Okay, Robert Public Art.
1: So, if you're curious, I'm going to put uh, that link in the the bio and summary of the episode. And since we don't have video of uh of of Biff, well, I'll just put your paintings over this portion. Yeah. Of it. So,
2: Very, just, I mean, yeah.
1: just beautiful paintings and it's just very cool to give, to share this opportunity with you. Just like I did the last episode with Max and the uh, Jeff beers, the yeah. listener, Jeff beers from, uh, from Michigan, just to be yeah. able to give somebody else an opportunity that I'm given. I, I look at this and like, wow, I go out going an interview, Biff from, from Saxon. You know, I want to be able to share this experience. So I, I always say to follow the, the podcast in between the broadcasts, you never know what you may miss. Because I put out the opportunity out there on Facebook, I said upcoming interviews with Max Cavalera, uh, Biff By- Byford. Anybody want to co-host with yeah. me? And what happened? Jeff DM'd me. Robert, you DM'd me. And look at this. Where you, yeah, you, you have this experience under your belt. So uh,
2: I I don't know if I told you in my first Axel portrait was posted on the official. Facebook page way back in the day, where, where they was putting on a fun art, and it has 100,000 uh, likes. It's, it, it's my least favorite, but still, it's not bad, you know? And, uh, but they don't do it anymore. But it was uh, a nice experience for me, you know?
1: Yeah, back when uh, GNR's social media was a little bit more, fan yeah. interactive. But you know what? Let's let's Yeah, yeah. Did you get to before cuz this is obviously GNR podcast. Let's talk about this cuz it just happened. Did you get to see the new video for The General? Yeah, I like it. Okay. So you do so as an artist, how do you feel about yeah. AI? Are you a fan of AI? Uh,
2: yeah, yeah I, I I don't know. It's a mixed emotion. Um I like more uh, uh organic stuff you know mm-hmm. painting from the scratch and finishing it up uh, computer work doesn't fit for me like digital painting stuff i i, I don't like it i don't know i know it's not that i i don't like it i don't like it for myself and uh, i like the all the way you know so but i i do like the, the video it's different and and the song which was no, which was uh, how can I say? May, some some didn't like it. Uh,
1: as I, I would say most fans didn't like it, and I put that on social yeah. media. And it's not just me yeah. saying this about my fan base; what they're saying. I'm looking. I'm not looking at either. Also, just blabbermouth where everything they post, or yeah. you know, these yeah. uh, certain sites where the comment section is just very toxic. I'm looking everywhere. I'm looking at their social media. I'm looking at YouTube comments, Instagram. I'm taking it all in, and it seems like the majority. It's it's not as, it's not it's really not favorable. I would say, however, because I I did I had to do two review episodes talking about the general because it's, it, it's not it's not just good or bad. Like you just can't. I don't think that's you can say that. It has grown on me every time I've listened to it. It does get, does get stuck in my head. The the part, especially where he goes, um, don't know what to tell you now. I never really know what to tell you now. Like, that part where it's kind of like a breakdown of it, I, I really dig that part of it. I, 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 it's, it's grown on me. It gets stuck in my head. So I really have grown to appreciate it more and would love to hear it next to other songs and, and kind of take that journey. But with the video... Yeah. I don't hate the video, but there's so much going on. I felt like if if you have epilepsy, I don't, (laughs) you may have a seizure watching (laughs) this this video. There's just so much going on. And I will give respect to, uh, it's Creative Works London who does all their graphic art. When you go to see GNR in concert, the screens in the back, that's all Creative Works London. And it's done well. I mean, very cool, very creative, very innovative. Yeah. And I think AI in the right hands, with the human touch, which is set. This is what yeah. it sounds like. Can be very cool. It can maybe yeah, like yeah, help yeah. you come up yeah. with things that you would not have thought of. So I think I, I only watched it once. I'll, I'll have to smoke a lot of weed before the next time I watch it again because there's just so much. <laughs> there's so much going on. Yeah,
2: going on.
1: But I, th- yeah. I think it's, it's very cool to have now with this band that we didn't know what was going on to have the general there's a rumored song is real now this ai generated yeah. video which is on the cusp of you know the new they're not just making this you watch some of these old 80s bands they're making the same video they've been making since the 80s over and over again and it looks terrible yeah so it's they're not doing that but with gnar has such, uh, set such a high precedent with their videos and i'm not saying they need to do another like another november rain or estranged but i would love to see them acting or performing in a video not just the live like what you see live taken out of it like yeah. what they did with yeah, Sweet like- Child the mine or yesterday's where it's like they're yeah. performing the song just for that video it's something I would like yeah. to see. Um, but that's I'm not really going to get up in arms about it. Uh, I, I'm happy with what they I'm, – I'm fine with what they did. I think it's cool. However, it seems yeah. to be – fans seem to be more excited about this. So Slash in the, the, uh, the kickoff concert in Mexico City with uh, Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators debuted a song that Guns N' Roses has never played live, Don't Damn Me and really yeah oh so you oh my. Don't, so you don't even know yeah this. I'm surprised Guns, Guns N' Roses have never played Don't Damn Me Live slash with Todd Kearns on vocals did Don't Damn Me Live and it was so well received and yeah. one of the fans uh, got the set list from Miles and he actually posted the video where Miles handed him the set list and we're next to Don't Damn Me so what's what's we're gonna follow this tour I want to do reviews of the Slash tour on this podcast. For alternates, Perfect Crime and Bad Apples. Two other songs that Guns N' Roses don't do. So, wow. So, I don't know. Oh, does, yeah. does this mean that... Because Slash seems to okay, I, I want to play these songs. Does Axel not want to play these songs? Can he not do these songs? Because Perfect Crime must be very hard to sing. So it's it's a it's interesting. It's it's definitely an interesting that thing yeah. that came about. That like really, Slash is playing "Don't Damn Me" after all these years. Uh, and I did ask Todd Kearns. We don't. I don't know when it's going to happen, but from the road, we're going to get him on the podcast and we're going to talk about "Don't Damn Me." Uh, him singing it. And uh, what did he say? He tweeted back to me. He's like, "It's oh, I'm not going to be able to find the tweet because uh, I have too many tweets going on." Uh, that it's harder he's like it was hard it was harder than you would think which i he made it look easy so i'm curious just to hear what he has to say about it so even though there's, there's stuff going on in the guns and roses world i that's it's, it's great I, I it's 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 awesome uh yeah so go listen to that robert go online listen to todd kerns dude. Do, uh don't damn me let me know what you think but before i get you out of here and wrap up this episode uh, what I always get from fans, from when they come on the podcast, is uh, two, I want to ask two questions. Uh, favorite Guns N' Roses song? Do you have one? Or yeah.
2: <laughs> I always said Guns N' Roses never, never do a bad, never did, never ever did a bad song. Even the weakest song is among among the average. But okay, I'm 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 a bit tired of the the hits, uh, so it's hard to say. But my favorite's Night Rain. Night Rain. Close to you could be mine. It depends on the mood. Maybe you could be mine, and then uh, Night Rain. But Night Rain I can listen still to today. It's great, great. Agreed. Absolutely.
1: That was probably my, my first of the lyrics, <laughs> which at the yeah, beginning. Imagine. Have you ever tried night train, the drink? Have you ever had it?
2: <laughs> no, not, here, not here, in Europe, unfortunately.
1: Okay, I've I've, I mean, I'm sober now with uh, from alcohol, but I don't, I don't know. I've never had it. I mean, growing up, I just thought it was about taking a train at night. <laughs> what did I know as a, as, yeah, as a kid? I, I don't know. I don't
2: know. It's it's a wine or what or, or something? It's a wine.
1: Yeah, very cheap wine.
2: Very cheap wine.
1: Yeah, <laughs> which uh, the cool. best wine sometimes. Uh, yeah. And what about? Do you have a favorite piece of Guns and Roses memorabilia? Maybe it's one of your own paintings.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, my yeah yeah. That's all. I, I think is the books, and I, uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably my paintings. I don't know not, not not. I don't have many, really.
1: That's okay. That's fine. The memories. Well, let me ask yeah. because it's uh, you you asked me off the air. I don't know if I have another listener from Slovenia. I've had from Slovakia. I've had from yeah. like all over all over the world. Like it is, you know, Portugal. Uh, Australia, Canada, I mean, France, Mexico, all over. It's, I'm so grateful for it. What shows? Because what I like, what's interesting, because I'm so being here in New York, we're so jaded to we get every concert, any band will come yeah. here. Like, when have you seen Guns N' Roses? And is it hard for you to, you know, go see a show? Do you have to travel far?
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I. T- the probably 200 miles. Wow! It's it was the it was the closest closest to me, uh, 200 miles or even more depends, you know. But in I, I remember living in the USA, it's all easy there. On Long Island, clubs like like I said, i you meet you meet people there, way easier. Uh, you know, they live there. That's
1: right. You have a uh, you have family on Long Island, right?
2: Yeah, Long Island in uh, Huntington, Glen Okay. And uh <laughs> yeah, I I miss I miss that, that uh, those days uh going uh, going out and uh, as I told you before, over the record meeting Frank Bellow, Dave Ellison, Megadeth, Skolnik, and uh people like that.
1: Going to the shows Great. back in the day on Long Island, yeah, yeah. They're all lo- they're all yeah. local, uh, you know, Brooklyn, New York. You know, people. Yeah. It's easier to yeah, to meet people uh, there. So I don't now. I really after speaking to people like you and just different areas of the world, I don't take it for granted that we have all these yeah. shows. So I've let Slash whenever he's coming to town, I've just like ah next time, next time. I've been taking it for uh, granted. So next time Slash and that the Miles and they all come to the U.S. I'm taking baby brownstone. Taking my wife. We're going. I can't wait.
2: I remember the last time I was there and uh, walking down uh, Manhattan, and uh, on the the great the big billboard on uh, Madison Square Garden, uh, the farewell tour by Motley Crue. Now they they returned anyway in uh, 2014. Oh yeah. Did you did you attend? Yeah?
1: The, fi- the final tour. No,
2: no. yeah, the, 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 the first final tour, actually, but I remember that I had to picture on. Um, okay, in New York, so you can you can you can you can see anything, you know, you can see It's just a matter of decide where to go. You you Long Island, New York, great.
1: Yeah, no, uh, very lucky. There's always shows playing around. And, uh, you know, it, it'll be fun because I, now I feel like I'm too old to be going to all these shows. But once my son gets older, I, I, I want to experience all that with him. So, yeah. Oh, And actually, yeah. my, my son's leaving, the, the, uh, and with my wife, leaving the country next month to go see Dave Matthews in Mexico. So that's that'll be interesting. And, oh, then we're going next year. I'm actually going to make my first trip across the pond. I'm going to London to see Dave London. Matthews. To see oh, da- oh, wait, no, you're seeing Dave Matthews. I'm just going to be... Oh, yeah, good. Now, I'm just going to be staying back in the hotel room with the baby, playing Guns N' Roses on my uh, my laptop for him while she sees Dave Matthews in London.
2: I- Do you travel been. to London yeah, we're only go- to see Dave Matthews?
1: Well, we're going we're gonna to be sightseeing and doing things, but that's the oh, main motivator you. is to go for... To go see Dave Matthews, I think we might have picked somewhere else other than London. No offense to London, but uh, I don't know, maybe somewhere warmer.
2: No, I, I don't know, but not, nobody, nobody knows about him here. Say that again. No, nobody knows about Dave Matthews here. Oh, nobody. Know. Nobody he's, knows he's about a... Dave
1: Matthews in Slovenia. Okay.
2: <laughs> no, okay. really. I, 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 I don't know. I heard about him, but got got no clue what what kind of music does he play or anything.
1: It, it's a jam bandy kind of stuff. Jam band, yeah, jam band, folk, folk jam band, rock. I don't know. That's <laughs> well, it, as I always like to say. As obsessed as I am with Guns N' Roses, I mean, look at me, I'm on a yeah. podcast. My wife spends like sixty Dave Matthews shows. Like it's really, yeah. I, I respect your passion. I respect the passion. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: sure, yeah, sure.
1: Uh, so that, that that does it. She's given me uh, the love slash stink eye because I had to go watch uh, Baby Brownstone before the baby uh, our babysitter gets here. So uh, you,
0: you.
1: that that's it. That does it for this episode, Robert. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I know there thank are, you very much uh, there are a lot of uh, international fans of the podcast that are afraid of coming on because of their accent. Robert, you show them that you do not need to be afraid because of your accent. Uh, I mean, Biff had an accent. I got the New Yorker accents. Sure, uh, sure. It, we're here just having – we're all here friends talking about rock and roll and Guns N' Roses, so no pressure.
2: To, yeah, to be honest, I, I, I didn't understand how the things uh, he said. You know, the audio and the accent of Biff, so I, I, I should release and release and – but next time, when you invite Testament, let me know.
1: Okay. Yeah. So you'll be uh, – so I, I put it out there again. So whenever I get episode, sometimes it, it, I can have a co-host with me. Uh, so yeah. if I ever get anybody from Testament, you have that reserved. But meanwhile, yeah. everybody else, look out social media, facebook.com slash the AFD podcast or the AFD show at the AFD podcast on Twitter. Basically, all my links are in the Linktree link, wherever you follow me, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, always putting out new clips and videos all the time. So uh, the AFD Show at gmail.com to email me. And if even if you have a guest suggestion and it works out, you are able to co-host that with me. That's the finder's fee is to be my co-host. So, uh, until next time, until the next episode, when will you see it? When will
2: you hear it? Thanks, you, Brendo,
1: and take care. You got it. The words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy. I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. it! Thanks to the
0: lame ass security, I'm going home.